Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Kropp. Hey, good morning, everybody. Great to be with you. It's Thursday. Welcome. Political Coffee. So, friends, would... Is it in the best interest of a massive nonprofit? I mean, I had no idea there was a nonprofit this big in Oregon, and it is. In fact, it is just one of Portland's largest social services nonprofits. There are others. Now, this nonprofit is larger than most city governments in Oregon. They employ 1,200 people and they generate revenue which means government subsidies of $150 million a year. What incentive does this organization of 1,200 people sucking off government, um, the government breast, at $150 million a year, what incentive do they have to solve the problem of mental health issues, drug addiction, and homelessness? This is just one, folks, of the organizations that are supposedly out there helping the homeless helping the mentally ill. Do they really want to solve the problem? What do you think? Now, let's get to some local politics. Um, House Republicans want to make it illegal for teachers to strike. Uh, Good for them. Three Republican lawmakers are going to push to outlaw a tactic often employed by GOP lawmakers. See how this works? This is a Willamette Week story, which you would expect. It's by my old buddy, Nigel Jaquist, who uh, often goes, I mean, he goes after everybody. Good for Nigel. But being a leftist, he, of course, has to go after Republicans. Vicki Bree Iverson, the failed and resigned leader of the House Republicans, um, is one of them. So is Jamie Kate, which happens to be my state representative. She's a farmer out of Lebanon and Christine Goodwin out of Canyonville. They're going to introduce a bill that begins in the February session. That's not what these sessions are for. Democrats do it all the time. They lied through their teeth when we passed. We didn't. I voted against it. But we passed the constitutional amendment saying you can have uh, have legislative sessions every year. 
Remember the short sessions, only supposed to be for budget things. Isn't that what Peter Courtney told us? And Tina Kotek, they lied through their teeth, of course, because they do. They're Marxists, they're leftists, they're Democrats. But I digress. They think they're going to introduce legislation. Now, this ain't going anywhere, right? I mean, we all understand that. <laughs> um, they do note something, however, that all public sector employees in 37 states. Now, I know Barack Obama thinks there's 57 states. There are in the Muslim world, but, you know. There's only 50 states. 37 of them prohibit all public sector employees from going on strike. That includes teachers. Oregon law only protects or prohibits, rather, public safety officials, police, fire, corrections, prosecutorial, 911 employees from striking. All this does is score the no-strike law scores political points for these lawmakers. It ain't going anywhere in the Oregon legislature. <clears throat> Bree Iverson was asked about the, the difference between her walking off the job, which she did very, very rarely, the irony of them walking off the job, and in the interest of fairness, now you want to keep the teachers from walking off the job? She says there's no irony at all. She knows the Oregon public employees funded the campaign to pass Measure 113. Weren't unions the ones trying to block walkouts with funding for Measure 113? She's right, weren't they? Now, this is a point of discussion. It ain't going anywhere, everybody knows that. But is this an issue that means anything to the next election. What do you think? I'm going to ask you, to, but before I comment on I want to know what you think. 503-589-1220. That's the Power Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. Now look, the Oregonian, the fish wrap, has two stories on the Portland Public Schools teacher strike. It is the largest. I mean, they're only spending $26,000 per student, folks. Did you know that? Did you, did you realize it was $26,000 per student? Yeah, it's a lot. It's the lead stories. There are people that are demanding Tina Kotek do something about it. There's a story about that. It says, well, she's kind of staying in the background. She reads the tea leaves. She knows what's going on. Also, what do you th was this a false flag operation at the Portland International Airport? Did this woman who came out of a bathroom near the security line and fired a pistol into the air, she's being charged with attempted murder now, which is a stretch, but it is Portland, of course. Nobody got hurt. This was 11 o'clock at night. She didn't have a ticket to get on an airplane. Her name was Laura Patterson, 47 years of age. Now, it would really, I mean, she's, she's 
been booked on four counts, probably for every shot she fired, of attempted murder, possession of a firearm in a public building, which is now a Class C felony. Thank you, Tim Canope. Thank you, Vicki Brees Iverson, because you refused to walk out and stop it. That bill, you know, from two sessions ago. Thank you, guys. Anyway, possessing a firearm in a public building is a Class C felony. Interfering with public transportation, unlawful use of a weapon, criminal mischief, reckless endangering, and disorderly conduct. She's going to be in court today. Who is she, and was this just a false flag operation put together by Oregon's deep state? You know, Oregon's, it's kind of the same people, right? The same people that are pushing the Ministry of Truth on us. Tina Kotak, the Secretary of State, which says if they don't like what you're saying on social media, if they don't like what I'm saying on the radio, if they don't like what you say to a paid informant, not that government would ever do anything like that, you know, which the FBI director refused once again to acknowledge ghost buses, busloads of informants, FBI paid informants dropped off early on the morning of January 6, 2021. You know, those government informants. Sooner or later, we're going to find out about it. In fact, I love the one congressman who said to Christopher Ray, your day's coming, Mr. Director. I hope it is. But I don't have any faith in at least the members of the Republicans that are currently elected today to actually impeach any of them, actually hold any of them accountable. They need to. So I'm just, I'm just curious. Do you think this is a false flag operation? What could come out of this? Hmm? What do you think? And in a clear signal as to what you, how powerful you can be. Now, I want you to listen to this. And then I'm going to take Art. 503-589-1220 is the Power of Buick GMC talk line. Listen to this. It's a daily signal story. Clean sweep is the headline. Every leader involved in the botched response to the Loudon girls' room rape is now gone. A reckoning has come for Virginia's Loudon County, where the school board had a father arrested after he demanded answers regarding the rape of his daughter in a girls' restroom. The school board, the superintendent, even the local prosecutor whom the parents blamed for letting a transgender, those are my words, assailant escape the sex offender list, all been ousted or they declined to run for re-election. Now, how did that happen? It happened because the local people rose up. Let this be a lesson for us in Salem-Kaiser. Let's go to Art. Art, good morning. How are you this fine day? Hey, Art. Hey, sorry. I pressed there you the go, brother. button. That's a blind guy thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it, yeah. man. Oh, God. I gotta, you got to have humor. you got to have humor. Otherwise, yeah, it's bad. Jeff, you definitely uh, get a spot 
Hey, okay. hey, Art, you're you're cutting out badly. Are are you on a cell phone? No, 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 no. Hold oh, on, okay, hold all on. right. Try to get to a spot where you get a better signal, then, because or whatever, because you're cutting out. In fact, I can't even hear you right now. Let's let's do this, Art. Why don't you call in after the break, and I'll take your phone call immediately. All right. Uh, so it's just probably just a bad connection for not that that would ever happen, folks. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buke GMC talk line. Is it going to matter that is this just virtue signaling on the part of these three Republican legislators to prevent during this time? Now, it's very opportunistic. I get that. I think it's good. It ain't going to go anywhere. But does it take advantage of all of the attention to this Portland public school strike, which is probably going to go on a bit, folks. I mean, by the way, why would teachers demand that the school district build $140 million worth of affordable housing? Why is that a school district's job? Mm -hmm. That's part of their demands, folks. Could there be a silver lining to this issue that they're trying to do to make teacher strikes illegals is there a silver lining to it or is it just don quixote tilting at windmill what do you think back in a moment at 6 20. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. 22 minutes past the top of the hour. True to my word, we'll go right to Art. Art, you're back. Morning, Jeff. Sound better? Yes, much better. I I switched phones. Uh, You know, the battery must have been lower on the one I was talking on. Okay, you touched on a subject uh, that really upsets me. It's the government grant program, which funds a lot of nonprofits that have no incentive to solve the problem because then they would be out of the job. Take, for instance, the nonprofits that deal with this bogus climate change situation. Okay? They create a false narrative, and then they, you know, force the issue, even if it's false, uh, they get billions of dollars. And that dang uh, vice president of ours, what was his name, the one under Clinton that has been pushing the climate thing? Al Gore. Uh, uh Huh? Al Gore. Yeah, Al Gore. He's a rich man sucking off the system, and we've paid for most of it. He's got his nonprofit. He creates a false narrative. And there is no incentive, okay, to tell the truth because they're getting rich off of it. Now, 
don't get me wrong. There are good grants that resolve problems, I know, because um, the organizations that I belong to uh, got a couple government grants that were really helpful in resolving problems. But most of them are a scam, Jeff. So people can get rich, and we're paying for it, and it needs to stop. We need our federal government, okay, to stop funding these organizations that really are not doing any good for our country. Well, you're right. Uh, The question is... Does anybody have the courage to do it? Because you get accused. The problem is the politicians get accused. All right, let, let, let's just take our own Lori Chavez Dreamer. Okay. She voted, along with 45 other Republicans yesterday, to reject an amendment to reduce Biden's transgender guy pretending to be a woman, Rachel Levine, who's the head of HHS, to reduce this guy's salary to $1. Jeff. Okay? Jeff. And she voted against it. This doctor is pushing, says every doctor ought to be pushing kids to transgenderism. And Lori Chavez-Dreamer says, no, I don't think reducing her salary is a good thing. What? Jeff, Jeff, you got to remember, you either have principles or integrity, or the system swallows you up. And Chavez Dreamer has proven that she doesn't have principles or integrity, and all she wants to do is suck up the system and profit from it. We got to hold our legislators more accountable and replace them and elect people with principles like our new Speaker of the House, a man with integrity. He's getting attacked, but he will not, will not, uh, you know, uh, not, um, I'm looking for the word, Jeff. He won't compromise his integrity and his principles. Those are the kind of people we want to keep. But the others, we need to send them packing because a lot of these dang legislators are getting rich off being politicians. Well, you they are, unfortunately, and that's what ought to be outlawed. And the way you do that is you do that with term limits. You don't let them stay in there long enough to become rich. You're that way they might state. actually do what the people want for a change. Art, thank you. Got to go. God bless, The man. list of Republicans, God bless you, too. <laughs> I love your, your quip there. That's <laughs> a blind guy thing. There were other conservatives who voted along with Lori Chavez Dreamer against this amendment to reduce, and the government allows this. There's, a, there's what's called a Holman rule. It allows the House of Representatives to reduce the salaries. Did you know that? There are some great conservatives, like Tom Cole from Oklahoma. He's just one of many, 
that voted along with Lori Chavez de Reamer. Now, I want to know what her reason is for this. So I want you all to contact her office, and I mean it. Call her Oregon City office, call her D.C. office, and ask why she voted no to reduce this guy pretending to be a woman who is pushing Biden's transgender, the left, the Marcus transgender ideology through all of the federal government, folks, who says doctors ought to be pushing the transgender agenda, folks. Because it's life-saving, medically necessary, age-appropriate, and it's a critical tool. What is he talking about? Allowing kids to have access to puberty blockers and undergoing gender assignment surgery without parental consent. It's what this guy, I mean, it's, it's sick. But ask Lori Chavez de Reamer, won't you? Why? Why did you vote in favor of letting this guy continue to do what he's doing? It might be interesting to get her answer. It's 6.30 back in a moment. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back. Great to have you with us. 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to Jeff at 1220.am or Jeff at kslm.news. When's the last time you had your heating and cooling system, uh, you know, looked at, tuned up, examined to make sure you don't have components that are kind of on their last legs? I tell you, I wish I had had that done in the middle of winter one year, some years ago. And I just hadn't had it done for years, and I wasn't paying attention. And I sort of noticed that the house was a little on the colder side. Well, guess what? An expansion valve had gone out in my outdoor unit in my heat pump. And the electric heat strips have gone on, had turned on. Well, they'd been on for a long time. I didn't know it. I wasn't paying attention. I should have been, but I wasn't. Cost me $700 that month in electricity. Ah, that was a wake-up call. And I figured out I had a problem. Called a heating and cooling company. They came out and fixed it. Now, here's my point. Had I gotten the tune-up, they would have caught it. That's what they told me. That's why you should do a yearly tune-up. Well, right now you can do that with Freedom Heating and Air for $89. That's all. Just $89. Don't be like me. Procrastinate and and get smacked in the face with a huge electrical bill. Or worse yet, your system just fails on you in the middle of a cold snap. Call Freedom Heating and Air right now and take advantage of this $89 
furnace tune-up, which includes one indoor unit, one outdoor unit, any additional units, if you have more than one, are only $40. This very special price is only good within 25 miles of Salem. So it means many of the, compu- the communities that listen to this show and this radio station could take advantage of this. So why wait? Mention KSLM. You heard this ad on KSLM. When you call Freedom Heating and Air, 503-580-1456, 580-1456. And mention, again, KSLM when you call them. $89 for a furnace tune-up. You can't beat that, folks. Now, parts... If, you, if they detect something that's wrong and you agree to have it fixed, that's extra. That's on you. Filters are on you. If Maybe your filters are just bad, which sometimes, if, again, it's out of sight, out of mind, you don't think about your filters, right? So call Freedom Heating and Air, 503-580-1456, 580-1456. Oh, that's good. Freddie, thanks for the great pick. If you can print money, this is this is the the famous picture of the blue collar worker standing up at a town hall meeting. This is from like back in the fifties, or, or no, actually from the thirties, I think is is this was. And he's saying, if you can print money, why am I paying taxes? Hmm. City of Salem. Which, by the way, did you see that they're still spending money on all kinds of fun Christmas things? When they're talking about cutting the cops, cutting the firefighters. Misplaced priorities, perhaps? Thanks, Curtis, for bringing that to my attention. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. Now, look. Emails, by the way, to Jeff at 1220.am or Jeff at KSLM. It's hot news. Jim, I cannot thank you enough. Tim, thank you for the emails, especially about the one where an attorney is accusing the CIA and the DOD of being deeply involved in COVID-19. Yeah, I can see that. The Federalist, Jim, writes, has a great article, and I'll have it on the show plan today. Here's the thesis of this argument in in this adds into what I'm asking you to think. Two Republic or three Republican legislators here in Oregon have introduced legislation limiting teacher union walkouts. It ain't go any anywhere at all. Democrats aren't they're going to be in control. It's not going to go anywhere. Okay, this is for the February session. But does this help? point out differences between the philosophies of these two parties and are people ready to accept it? Ready to accept the idea that the teachers union has gone way too far. I mean, they want the Portland Public Schools to build $140 million worth of new affordable housing, which is impossible in Portland, by the way. Affordable, anyway. Why is that school's Jobs. Why is that the job of a school district? Especially when Oregon ranks dead last in reading, writing, and arithmetic, which, of course, they have suspended to 2025, right? 
or longer, actually. You don't have to show proficiency in that to graduate. This is more than the dumbing down of schools. Now, these are conversations you can have. Does this, this idea of preventing teachers from striking the way it is in 37 other states, folks, Is this a winner politically? Does this move people politically our way? Could you use it to have a conversation about this? And what about the other thing we're talking about here? How you've got these this nonprofit, which is Folks, they have 1,200 employees in Portland called Central City Concern. They have a $150 million a year budget, and it's all government subsidies. What incentive do they have to fix the problem? Think about it. If you're Andy Mendenhall, a doctor who's the head of it now, who's making a six-figure income, and I bet you a whole bunch of other people out of that $150 million a year, what incentive do they really have to work themselves out of a job? Think about it. There isn't any. Now, I want to go back to this issue. When you have... so. The Federalist article is, why are people in denial that urban America is a dystopian hellscape? Here's what Jim writes about that. And I want you to listen to this because I think it's really, I think it's really profound. Jim writes, this article mentions Portland. Now, I'm going to give you the visual that you will see if you go read this article. It'll be on the show plan today, both on our Telegram Political Coffee Clatch page or kslm.news the local podcast page for this radio show, Political Coffee. Here's what Jim writes. This this picture, by the way, I'm going to describe it for you. <laughs> wait for it. Oh, wait for it. Listen to this. Here's what Jim writes. Yup, it's interesting that you can clean up a city. He's talking about what they just did in San Francisco, right? And enforce laws when you've invited foreign government representatives to your fair city, but ignore the problems the rest of the time. Now, the notion that transients are using public drinking fountains to wash their backsides is a real eyebrow raiser. Dang! It's just beyond nasty, but that's not the worst of it. And then he writes this old political adage, and I quote, I don't know who it's from, but I'm going to quote it because it's so good. Quote, as the old political adage goes, often one that gets labeled conservative is little more than a liberal who's been mugged by reality. Unfortunately, the first step to fixing a problem is admitting you have one, unquote. Now, what is this picture I'm talking about here? That'll blow your socks off? This is from the Federalist article. It is a picture of some uh, Portland weirdo. It's a white guy who's mostly naked, who is literally sitting on one of the Portland fountains that's running. The 
guy has like a bald head with the exception of a tuft of hair coming out of the top. He's a weirdo freak. He's sitting on the fountain getting his backside washed. And the caption in this picture is, do not drink out of the water fountains downtown. People are in denial. That's the whole point of this article. Why are people in denial that urban America is a dystopian hellscape? America's cities are falling apart. We know that. We see that. Now, I want to go back to this wouldn't be happening if you had the right people elected. I'm going to tell you about what just happened. This is why you can't trust elections. What just happened in Pennsylvania, folks? It ain't good. In the Supreme Court race. Same thing's happening in Oregon. We have examples of it. Back in a moment at 648. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It's 10 minutes before the top of the hour. Righteous Renovations is Eric Azer, man of faith who lives it. I mean, literally how he interacts with you as his client or even your potential client. Truly, if you are thinking about doing any remodeling in your home, maybe making an addition, you really ought to talk to Eric. He's absolutely honest and upfront with you about everything and has great suggestions based on his years of experience in this business about how he can make your experience with him absolutely top-notch. That means character. That's why you should talk to him. And again, you just don't take my word for it. Go to his website, Righteous Renovations. That's his company, RighteousRenovations.com. It's all one word. RighteousRenovations.com. And look at the great pictures of some of the projects that he's done before and after. And the customer testimonials. RighteousRenovations.com. Give Eric a call, 503-341-3816. Tell him you heard it about it on this show. I highly recommend him. He's a man of honor and integrity, and he really works hard to meet your needs. You, the customer. 503-341-3816. That's RighteousRenovations.com. Linda writes this. My, about nonprofits. My suspicions were aroused years ago when I heard there are college degrees offered in the nonprofit industry. And not much later, it turns out they are one of the highest paid employee operations in the country. Problems were never solved, i.e. homelessness. Julie writes this about Dreamer, the dreamer. Says I, uh, Julie says, I didn't vote for her during the primary. She was too close to Portland to suit this Eastern Oregon heart and mind. Several of your listeners disagree. They're right. I hope they join me voting for a person who will primary her. Dream on, Dreamer, if you think you have a second term. Rich writes regarding legislators 
three Republican legislators introducing legislation to make it illegal to strike teachers to strike in Oregon, which is the way it is in 37 other states, according to the news story. He writes this. I'm not sure why the teachers are striking. Their unions are doing what they're told to do. This is to make our kids stupid. Maybe the strike is how they get money, bonus money, for making our kids stupid. Laugh out loud. Well, you think about it. They're advocating for everything that is causing our public education system in Oregon to fail miserably. We're dead last in the nation. Yeah, that is. And they ask for more money, and the legislature just gives it to them. And they ask for school boards, and the school boards have to go up against the professional negotiators of the teachers' union that come in from the OEA or the AFT. And they lose. They reward the teachers' union for making our kids dumber. Yeah, uh, Rich, it's a point well said. He continues, unless we change out the Republican Party deep state at all levels, we will not get the right people elected. It starts with the local level county for the change. And here, that is an uphill battle. Hmm. Doug writes, is it in the best interest to have a social service nonprofit larger than most city governments in Oregon? Using government subsidies of $150 million a year, what incentive would they have to solve the problem and work themselves out of a job? The same goes for public education. Great point. Administrative heavy organizations squeezing the productive. By the way, I want to take a moment here. What Doug is saying is so true. Oregon has is almost top in the nation for having more administrators per teacher than any other state, folks. That's what he means by administrative heavy organization, squeezing the productive. Squeezing the productive are both us and frankly, it's productive teachers because there are some great teachers and not all of them agree with the leftist unions, believe me, they don't. Anyway, he continues, people need to stop acting like they care about this country or state or people. Economic freedom aside, all government will collapse because the fiat currency dissolves to zero. Fight legalizing corporate state predation. Fascists count on you loving your job more than your freedom. I can't argue with that. Not one bit. Now, I teased you with this story. In a, a Pennsylvania Supreme Court race, which is a statewide race. A video shows 386,151 votes statewide being removed from the Republican Supreme Court candidate where she ended up losing by 207,000 votes. Now, so far, now this is right off this, in the videos from the Secretary of State of Pennsylvania's website, folks. So far, they have absolutely no explanation. So far, as to how you can have vote tallies that have the Republican leading, 
by well over 200,000 votes, and then suddenly those votes disappear. Now, we saw this happen on election night in 2020, didn't we? It happened not just in the Trump losing votes and those exact same votes showing up on the CNN TV screen moments later for Joe Biden. Nobody's ever explained that. But it happened here in Oregon, happened in Washington, actually uh, Clackamas County, I believe. May Wong. Her vote tally, she was leading in her race, and all of a sudden, votes got taken away. How does that happen? Nobody, and by the way, they sued. In fact, she's still in court suing on that issue. How does that happen? Now, if the courts never let these lawsuits move forward, nobody ever gets the answer. The way you prove that happened is you do a complete hand recount, folks. That's how you fix that. Now, that works most of the time. But as so often it is said, that doesn't tell you if the votes that were hand counted or machine counted are actually real votes. That's the other problem, isn't it? Let's go to Tim, who's on the line. Tim, good morning. Hey, good morning, Jeff. Uh, just a quick one on schools. If you take a look at the website for South Lake Church, we uh, entered into an agreement, if you want to call it that, with uh, Roseville High School up in Portland. We uh, worked on landscaping, fixing up the school, painting inside, uh, providing uh, support for the school, the kids, and everything else. We had the greatest improvement in graduation rates in the state of Oregon, and it didn't cost the public anything. We did it all with volunteer, and then it spread across the country. Well done. It sounds like the need for that to happen again is right in front of our face. And that's what would be a good story. Folks, tomorrow's Freedom Friday. See you then.